Welcome to Dungeon Driver. I'm your host, Trevor Vettis, and this is a show where I drive home from work and talk about Dungeons and Dragons using either a topic that I bring or a question, topic, or suggestion written in by listeners like you. Yeah, you sitting there on a Friday, or maybe a Saturday, or maybe any other day of the week and uh, listen to some D&D goodness, having some fun. I'm going to stop talking like this because it's kind of annoying. All right, hey, how's it going? Uh, we're going to have a quick car wash. Uh, I got my first uh, uh, a listener message in, and uh, it's from uh, it's from my friend Dusty who wrote in this week, and uh, he's got a little story to tell that has to do with yesterday's episode. So if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, maybe go listen to that first, then come back and listen to what I'm about to play right here. Hey. This is Dustin, long-time question answer, first-time caller. Uh, just listened to the most recent episode of Dungeon Driver. The podcast is on. Don't know why I'm repeating that. Where give your players what they want. Just wanted to chip in with my story where we were playing Starfinder and Trevor was the GM. Starfinder is D&D in space. Uh, mechanics were okay. Space travel shitty. Moving on. Um, my characters usually have convoluted bad ideas. Trevor will know this. We had to go to a club to get some information from someone. Um, and my idea, and I was very surprised to hear everyone agree, was to do a dance-off in the middle of the club to cause a distraction. Um, after some hesitation, Trevor was just like, fuck it. And it worked out. He had me do all the correct checks, but seeing as my character was athletic as fuck, uh, it worked out great. And it was one of my favorite stories from Tabletop Games. So yeah. Thank you, Dusty, for writing in, or actually uh, talking in, sending that in. I'll find a way to say that as more of those go in. And uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to move on from there again. Thank you, Dusty. And uh, today's topic is going to be incorporating character backstory. Uh, So I'll, I'll say this first. If you have a campaign where you think that it's going to be like a very tight story it, there's not going to be any room for like like subplotting the characters' backstories in there, which, you know, I say that in some DMs might scoff at. I used to do this. I didn't think that, I didn't think out in those directions, and there was always some kind of world-ending plot where they were on a time crunch, so there wasn't room in my eyes for this. But the thing is, if you're going to do this, you need to warn your players, you need to let them know before character creation that, hey, just as a heads up, um, we're probably not going to get any, like, character backstory stuff in there. Um, like, you, 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 you could, like, encourage them to have it where, like, they, the, the stuff that normally is, like, left hanging hooks and stuff like that for uh, whatnot, they could have it wrapped up by them. Now, I say this. But my next thing I'm going to say is going to kind of contradict this. I highly recommend against doing this. Like I said, I used to do that. And when I really think back on it, I should not have gone that way. I should have, you know, looked at what my players had come up with and found ways, 
even if I didn't think there was a way to, of just putting something in that was part of their backstory. And like, yeah, here and there I would tie stuff in occasionally, but I never pulled their stories into the story that was currently going on. And I, I can't, I can't say enough, like how much better I feel my games have gone, not just for me running them, but like enjoyment wise for the table since incorporating character backstories into what's going on. Um, and the, the good, the good thing about this is, is that this is, it's bringing up even more of that thing that I've said about you're building a story together at the table. And when you're taking what your character, what your players are coming up with and putting it into the story that you're either, you know, running or writing, it is, it's kind of like this weird version of brainstorming where, you know, you've got something going on there. Your players are like, oh, well, you know, uh, there was this wizard who gave me this staff and I don't really know anything about it. And then you're like, oh, that's actually really interesting. This could tie into this thing here and bring it into the story. So um, it, it, it it's not just like, yeah, okay. So it is, it is the brainstorming and it is the building the story together, but it is going to connect those characters and the players to the story. It's going to give them more of a reason that they're there besides... I'm a murder hobo that's looking for more thing, for more bad things to murder, and I am still a hobo. Like, it, it, like when you when you really get down to it, like most characters are like they come from terrible places, and they you know their village was massacred and shit like that, and they're just out to do things because probably one of the funniest characters I've brought to a table was not funny in any way. It was just the reaction I got to it when I turn around like. Oh yeah, no, I have a family and, and a job, and all the other players look at me like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, I, "I'm a, I'm a guard in the Neverwinter Guard. Like, I have a family. Like, they're really nice." They they just looked at me awestruck. Like, what what is what do you even what do you even mean by that? You can't be an adventurer and have a family. I'm like, yeah, I can. They they're right over there. So that was kind of a tangent, but still, like, you 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 can connect them more to the story than just they're there because they're there. And the other good thing about this is that doing that create, can create character development, which is another really good and satisfying thing to have in your campaign. If you can take your player's characters and by the end of the campaign, they're nothing like what they were at the start. That's so cool and so interesting. And there, I guarantee you there are so many stories that those players are going to be telling about that game for for years to come. Um, my, my favorite situation of this was my Curse of Strahd game. Like, we had been talking about how to continue that campaign for a long time. Like I had had ideas going around in my head. I, I, I had placed hooks out uh, for what was going to come after Strahd. And then the last session happened and so much terrible shit went down and people had these realizations about their characters that we went, no, these 
we can't keep going with these characters. They're broken. <laughs> like they, they need time to themselves. They're not even going to probably be together. Uh, and that was like, it, it's sad. Like it was a sad session, but that was so interesting to watch and a, and a actual satisfying conclusion because it wasn't just, all right, on to the next thing. It ended. Those character stories stopped. And it wasn't just because they died or their characters, you know, got killed off or anything like that. It was just because that's where their story ended. And that was really cool. Um, and that was because I had built in a lot of their character stories into the campaign. Uh, and I, I feel like if I, if I didn't do that, if I didn't so closely connect their stories into that campaign, it wouldn't have gone anywhere near that. Um, all right, so let, let's let's talk about a few ways that you can do this with some examples of what players might be bringing to the table. And let's talk about the number one that uh, backstory you're probably going to hear. My family was murdered, and I'm finding the person that killed them, and I will take revenge, and I am a lone wolf, and I am so cool, and I talk in a grizzled voice. Have you smoked a lot? No, I just, I talk like this now. That's what happens when your family gets murdered. Your voice gets down really, really. So you're going to have this. It's going to happen. It it happens all the time. Um, And so what you can do is probably the most obvious one, which is the bad guy that killed their family is the bad guy of this campaign. Sure, you can do that. And it makes him go, I'm going to do anything I can to kill him. Um, you could do one where, uh, I mean, this is probably not going to work as well, but you could do it where, uh, oh, the, the bad guy of the campaign actually killed your bad guy. Yeah, he's dead. And that's, it, I, okay, don't do that. <laughs> I just kind of find that as, as funny because I don't like that backstory. And if you did that, the, the player should probably just be like, all right, this character's done then because his gold's over. Um, but you can find ways to integrate that story into there. Uh, it could be that maybe, uh, their villain is, uh, doesn't like, you know, the party or the bad guy. So now you have a third, you know, you have a, a second antagonist against them, uh, that is working against both. And then maybe you have to, maybe the bad guy ends up working with him or the players end up working with one of the bad guys against them. Uh, you could take that in a lot of really interesting ways. So look at look at what you can do with having someone have a bad guy already. And you you don't even have to do this where you know they they're there for an overarching amount of time. You could just have it that they show up um, and uh, they're like in it for a couple sessions. They're the problem. And then that problem gets solved. But like I said earlier with, you know, the, the joke, the way you could do it. If a player's, if a character's goal gets solved, they're going to end up asking, why is my player here? And that's one reason why I don't quite like the lone wolf thing is because then it's like, yeah, why are you here? If you're a lone wolf, why are you in the group? So you, when it comes to these type of characters, you need to look at how you can give them character development and maybe work with the player about like, okay, I understand that you are a lone wolf, but maybe we could work towards you actually like, not just liking this group because you're here, 
but because that is going to make the most amount of sense for your character staying here. And I'm going to be right back. And uh, when I come back, I'll have a few more examples of uh, character backstories and what you can do with them. Okay, so let's talk about a few other ones. Um, there could be, you know, that's a pretty big example of a character backstory, but there could just be little elements in it where maybe the, you know, there's a rogue that, you know, he, they wrote in their backstory that they pulled off some kind of big, uh, score or heist or something like that. And maybe there's a bounty on their head now and they don't know it. Now this doesn't even have to be like part of the, the big overarching story. This is just an obstacle that could come up. Kind of think of it like um, like the Monster of the Week episodes of like Supernatural or something like that, where this there, there is something in it in the session that is going towards the bigger story, but then this pops up that is not only an obstacle for that character, but for the party in general, because now they have more heat on them than they did before. Um, that's a really easy little one that you can do and it, it will pull in one character's backstory and then also give, uh, the rest of the party something else to do as well. Uh, let's see. What's another one? Oh, uh, I gave this example a little bit, a little bit ago, but like they have an item on them that they don't know the history of or how they got it or something like that. Do they just have some kind of mysterious item that's very easily like, pulled into like, Hey, that's actually part of this grand scheme. Um, and some people will argue that it's like, Oh, well, that's really like, uh, coincidental that, you know, the, the item they've had on them this whole time is this big, important thing. But here's the thing. It's a, a, a fantasy game. Like, Oh, who cares? Like you watch star Wars, that movie's full of coincidences. Like the, the droids landed on the, I'm not going to go into it. It's full of coincidences. And it's okay if your D&D game has some really big coincidences in it because it's, at the end of the day, it's for fun. Um, if there is, like, they're looking for someone from their past, that p person totally should pop up in the story. They, they are somewhere in there. They, they should 100% be someone, like, even if you're running a pre-written campaign and that, that, that player is giving you, like, a detailed explanation of who this person is, just replace somebody in that pre-written campaign with them. That that should 100% be in there and is almost them giving you something to connect them to the story. Um, and if they're on a religious journey, uh, you know, like I, I had the one reason this popped in my head is I had a character uh, that was mine that was uh, in Pathfinder was a cleric of Desna who was all about travel and everything. And my wife was running it and Desna, there was like a festival of Desna going on. And I actually think that that was coincidental that uh, the pre-written campaign had that in there, but that pulled me completely into it. And I'm like, oh no, this is a hundred, I'm a hundred percent here. Like I, it's not even a question. I am here. It's all about Desna. Let's do this. She's an awesome butterfly lady. Um, so that one, you, you know, you can just throw their God in as somebody's praying to them or somebody believes in them. Or um, you can do something where it's like their their god um, like tells them about something to do with this. I one of the adventure hooks for uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen was that their uh, that their god you know spoke to them and said like you need to go here and do this thing. Um, now 
you, the one thing I need to stress here is that if you do this, and again, you should, I, I highly recommend it. You need to do it for all of the players. You can't focus, you can't have somebody's backstory come in and have and not have someone else's come in in some way. Obviously, you don't have to do the big ones the whole time where it's solving all of their character problems for every one of the characters. But you really should have that, at least for each one of your players, there is something that is connecting their character's backstory to this campaign in some way. Otherwise, it's going to feel like they are extras. Um, and... You, you know, even though it's a group, everyone still wants to feel like the group is the main character, not that character is the main character. So you need to remember that as you're going through this and setting these up, um, is that you, like, you don't have, and obviously you don't have to do this, like, all of them all at once, like, introduce in one session a connection to every player's backstory, you can sprinkle it in as you're going along. And, you know, at first that's going to seem a little weird to everyone, but if you find the right balance and, and the way to, to spread it out, it's going to eventually feel like an organic story is unfolding. Um, let's see. Oh, um, now the, the thing, here's the big thing. You might get a backstory that you don't know how to tie in where, you you got all of the ideas for the other players of how you're going to do it, and then there's just one player. It's like uh, either they don't give you anything to go on on their backstory, or like they, it was something completely different. It's like, oh yeah, no, I actually just came from this other land uh, for no reason. I just wanted to, you know, see the world, and now I'm here. It's like, oh okay. Um, you're you're seeing things. Is that good? No. Okay. What what I recommend doing. Uh, and this will come as no surprise to anyone that has been listening to the show for a while, talk to your players or talk to that player specifically. Uh, brainstorm with them away from the table. Come up with some ideas of what you could do that would pull their character into the story and connect them to it. Um, you, uh, I just did an episode um, the other day about twists and you could put a twist on their story or a revelation about it that, uh, they thought that they knew really well about their character's backstory, but it was like, oh my God, no, actually this person was this the whole time. Oh no. Um, and like I said in that episode, which go listen to it. Actually, that was pretty good. Uh, but I'm biased. It, you got to be careful with doing this without talking to the player because they might have their heart set on how their character's backstory is. It is their backstory after all. Um, uh, let's, what is this I have here? I can't, uh, I, I shouldn't be reading this because I am driving. Um, we're, we're just going to, we're going to leave it at that one. Uh, cause I don't need to read while driving. So yeah, I think those are some good ways that you can do this. And again, talk to your players. Uh, if, if you don't know what you can do with their backstory, it's just as simple as that. And you can, you can build the story a little bit better with the knowledge of what your players are looking for out of it. You can even just ask them this, like, Hey, what do you want? for your character out of this campaign? That's a super easy question to ask and will give you loads of information. But I think that's all I have on this topic. So if you have any of your own suggestions about what to do with character backstories uh, or any questions that you still might have, uh, you can write those in 
uh, on Twitter at Dungeon Driver or at the email DungeonDriverPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you have any questions, topics, or suggestions that don't have to do with character backstories, you can do those at the same places, and they might show up in future episodes of the show, like next week. Who knows? It's crazy. Oh, my God. Um, and follow me on Instagram at Dungeon Driver Podcast. Uh, again, kind of feeling on post on there. I know uh, I will get better at that as, uh, as days go on. And uh, yeah, if you like this episode, subscribe, rate, tell your friends. It's awesome. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying the show. I'm saying you, you're awesome for doing that. Do that. Woo-hoo. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, until next time, I'll have to sign off. Thank you.